Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Hey, welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller, and we are bringing you a yet another bonus episode with the guys from But What Does the Bible Say? This is Saturday morning coffee time, I believe. And uh, on this episode, I sit down with Rodney Buse and Tim Parsons from But What Does the Bible Say? And we talk about entertainment everything from movies to books to music and uh yeah we just had a really good time with these guys so uh why don't you guys join in with me and we'll listen in on this week's bonus uh episode so till next time take it easy Hey, everybody. Welcome to But What Does the Bible Say? I'm Rodney, and we are here for a special episode of Saturday Morning Coffee Club. And today in the house with us, we have, of course, the wonderful Tim Parsons. Good morning. And, <laughs> and our special guest today is Chris Fuller from Real Talk Christian Podcast. So how's everybody doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Tim? A little hectic. No. A little hectic. Well, <laughs> I mean, so early. Just, yeah, it is early. I pretend I I'm on the West Coast. Oh, it's only 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, just rolled out of bed. <laughs> well, not just that, but Tim also, they're like like minutes away from having a baby boy. <laughs> That's so. right. Oh, boy. Right. Yeah. He's on schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so what is everybody drinking today? Tim, go ahead. Well, I. I was gonna start. I was gonna start because we'll we'll build up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I. Uh, I was gonna make my Cracker Barrel K cup, but Ooh. I ended up going to get. I ended up got fast food coffee this morning. I poured it in a regular <laughs> cup so it didn't look. Right. <laughs> this is my very subtle. <laughs> Tim, so I don't lose my cup. <laughs> nice. So what, what fast food restaurant did you get it from, Tim? I went to Chick Fil A this morning. Chick-fil-A. Got to go, well, gotta go on Saturday. <laughs> at least it's Chick-fil-A. Well, that's good. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so this morning I am drinking the the Fathom Coffee Company, uh, Ethiopian Yuga Chef. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What what coffee is she drinking, Tim? Yeah, Tim. She's drinking the, she drinks the, yeah, she drinks the strong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What, right. So you're drinking the Fathom, you said Ethiopian there, uh, yep. Rodney. Awesome. So yes, I am. Mark and I drank some of the that Ethiopian, that uh, Navy one that you sent to us last night when we were recording. But this morning, it was really good. This morning, I'm drinking uh, my own personal roast, the Honduran that I roasted about two days ago. So oh, nice. Yeah, 
That's what I got in the coffee cup today. That was an excellent <laughs> progression of quality. As we went. Yeah, it's like fast food, locally roasted, and then right. self roasted, right? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> but hey, uh, so this morning, because we're doing this coffee club, we're, what we're really doing is talking about lighter subjects that we can just kind of have fun with and things that people also want to know about a lot of times and what we think about specific things out there in the community. Uh, first, I'm going to lead off with uh, Colossians 3, 14 through 17. If I can see this, this little bitty text. I need my readers. <laughs> so, so both of you guys need to know this. As the older you get, the more this hat becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have glasses. I just don't wear. <laughs> All right. So it's I'm in denial. This is Colossians 3. Uh, this is Colossians 3, 14 through 17. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called, in one body rule your hearts, and be thankful. Let the world of let the word of Christ dwell richly among you, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do. In word or in deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. So, and by the way, um, this Bible that I got right here, I just basically won this. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reformed Wiki 2.0 did a, is doing a contest right now uh, where you can actually win a Bible of your choice. And it is uh, a, an actual, no kidding, real leather-bound Bible. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That is, yeah. So I was yeah, I was pretty pretty uh, shocked by that, that I actually won. I was like, hey, look, I won something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's okay, because, you know, today, after this little uh, episode with you guys, you know I'm sending you guys some Bibles. We talked about it last <laughs> week right, at we live stream. About that? So uh, yep. they they came in on Thursday, and we're going to ship them out to you guys today. You guys are going to own your very own CSBs, which we are, <laughs> nice. are sponsored nice. by. So they'll be heading you guys away. That's what Rodney should have gotten. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. So what we're talking about today, we are talking about Christian entertainment. We're going to be talking about Christian movies and streaming services. Sure. And we're also going to be talking about TV shows and what we've seen and what we think about the way they are produced, maybe, and a little bit about what some of our favorite ones are. Because I know there's some, there are some good ones out there. So I'm not going to sit there and, and bash on all Christian movies or anything like that. But so first thing is, what are your guys' thoughts overall about Christian movies, how they're produced and how they how they come out? Tim, you want to go first? Overall, there is such a hey, range. We got a microphone. Go. Yeah, I finally <laughs> figured it out. I've been looking at it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see, awesome. I'm not as stupid as I think I am. <laughs> there, I turned it down. I backed it off a little bit, too. So hopefully that's not too loud. Hey, sounds great. No, I mean, I think that's the thing, right? You can go a million different directions with this. Are Christians allowed to be entertained? No, I'm sorry. We start with that. Well, it depends. Are you a Baptist or? <laughs> right. <laughs> Is entertainment even allowed? Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you got this huge uh, spectrum of cheesy to, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 
gosh, there's some of them that are they're great. But like what what really makes the what makes something I guess you really good, right? <laughs> How yeah. do you qualify that? Well, I mean, I think when you think about quality uh, of a movie and stuff like that, I think sometimes you have a lot of funding, right? That has to do with the the, the quality and how it comes out. Um, so a lot of times with Christian movies, I don't think there's the funding that they have, like for example, with Hollywood. So mm-hmm. you may not get the special effects. You may not get the scenes or the locations that you want to shoot on and stuff like that. So I think there's, there's some, something about that that can be said that, that you're kind of limited mm-hmm. when you're, when you're not fully funded, like Hollywood productions are so are you t- talking about like quality of jesus of nazareth versus the like the passion of the christ <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, funding right? that way you know it is a great point yeah so yeah y- I, just starting right there you're right you hear about some of the like the minuscule relatively minuscule budgets right <laughs> everything's sure yeah. yeah well i even look at the kendrick brothers you know i don't know if you guys know much about the kendrick sure. brothers you know they started off with that movie well they started off with some church movies okay just for right. their local church and their local body but um the first movie they actually like put out there was that that flywheel. Did you guys ever see Flywheel? I don't think I saw that one. Flywheel. Okay, Flywheel okay. is like oh, the cheesiest acting, the most low budget, <laughs> low grade. It's like me and my web camera, you know. It's very low yeah, budget. Right, right. Um, and then you know the the latest movie, well, that I've seen is that uh, War Room. Uh, I don't okay. know. I don't know if you guys have seen War Room, but the quality, the acting—you know—they can pay actual actors now. And, yeah. and they do training, and right. then like they've got the better cameras and lighting and special effects now. And so it just just having funding, I think, changes a lot in the Christian entertainment realm. Right now, now some of the right, and I think experience in writing too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the the writing plots are a lot better. The lines are a lot better. <laughs> you know, they've got yeah. some funny little quips <laughs> here and there. You know, it makes it like right. okay, they got a little humor. I like this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I think that's one of my biggest problems with the Christian movie industry isn't necessarily the funding because that's something that you can like, you can kind of set that one aside. And say okay, you know what? They don't have the funding. Sure. So I can give them that. But sometimes with writing, sometimes I go, eh, you know, is it is it solid enough. Right. I know that, um, I think about it like this. I think about predictability, I Mm. think is one of my biggest problems with the Christian movie industry Yeah, is that you you watch a Christian movie. Oftentimes you kind of see what's coming and it's like, okay, well, is that a writing problem or is that a, you know, so I, I think it is partially a writing problem and it's partially, well, Christians are a lot more conservative in in the topics and areas and uh, that they want to broach and how, how real they want to get, you know, right. They, they don't want to get too real where people are like, Oh, we're not going to watch your, your movie. And we, and we write you off as a heretics. Cause that's what, you know, we Christians like to do really quick. It's like, right. Oh, yeah. that doesn't line up with the Bible. And so you're a heretic and this is, this movie's heresy. And it's like, well, okay, but is the movie, you got to take the movie. Is it saying that it's supposed to be biblically accurate? Because right. most Christian shows and movies that I've seen that, that kind of broach the edge a little bit, they're right. not saying, hey, this is biblically accurate. Like, I I got the Chosen hat on right now. I'm a huge fan of the Chosen. <laughs> the Chosen has always said, we are entertainment. You, you, yes, we have Bible stories, and yes, there are some biblically accurate things, but there's a lot that's not, and you need to go read your Bible if you want to know the true story. Like, we, right. we, we take the creative license and add things and do stuff like that. Um, you know, I think of one scene that had good writing, in my opinion, but they, um, the Samaritan women, they... they uh, meet her husband, you know, her and her husband, this is all creative license. Uh, right. so they, they get back together. They invite him to come stay at Jesus and the disciples stay at their home and they knock on the door and 
he's talking about, yeah, I've got enough rooms. He goes, but uh, one room, you know, uh, it, it's haunted by my dead grandmother. And <laughs> the character Jonathan Rumi is playing Jesus. He goes, uh, ooh, I want that one. Like, he's like all excited to go sleep in the haunted room, you know, as Jesus. And then, Andrew, you know, the guy that's playing Andrew's like, I don't want to stay in that room. <laughs> you know, to me, that was some creative writing. It was like, oh, man, that was really yeah. funny. Like, because it's like, yeah. yeah, most of us would be like, no, I don't want to stay there. But Jesus is like, ooh, I want that one. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I, think yeah. it, I think it has to do a lot with the writing and how far the producer, writer, director is going to push the line and, and make it clear to its audience that, hey, this is not supposed to be biblically accurate. Mm. And I think we as Christians have a problem with thinking, oh, well, it says Jesus on it. It says this on it. So it has to be biblically accurate. And it's like, no, it's entertainment is what it is. You want biblically accurate, mm. go read your Bible. Right, right. I Now, I think that, I think what I'm really talking about, though, is like when we look at the movies that are uh, like God's Not Dead mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and I look at the writing that's involved in those movies. Right. And it's just like, to me, I am like, okay, I can see everything coming. And and I know that there's going to be haters out there for me saying this, but a lot of Christian movies to me come off like the Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. Yes. And so I... <laughs> you know they're going to kiss at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. I, you right. know, so I think sometimes when it comes to, we like suspense we like to not know what's coming up next and right. i think that's for 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 what for viewers of movies we 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 want that that to pull us into the into the movie and i think when we, when it's too predictable we just get kind of okay i'm like bored now yeah. and I, I don't know I, and we're talking about movies right we're not talking about reading the bible and right, stuff like that right? Right. we're talking about sure. movies so yep right and, and that's yeah i i totally agree with you it is very predictable uh i think that it's predictable because it's safe. And I think, yeah. you know, as far as movies go, and we haven't even broached, like we're talking Christian entertainment. We're not talking about music yet. We're not talking about not books. Movie. We're not talking about any of this stuff yet. Um, but in the, in the movie realm, it's safe and they know they won't lose people if they stay safe rather right. than broaching reality. <laughs> well, so. yeah. Uh, a prime example of broaching reality is like, uh, if you look at the movie machine gun preacher, mm -hmm. okay. I use this one as an example, the way they start that movie out. I mean, they didn't hold back. Yeah. I mean, the, the language was, was atrocious in the first part. It was, I think, I think it was even R. I think it was R rated, mm. uh, an R rated movie. So th because they didn't hold back though, uh, when he converted, when he did, when his conversion scene came up in the movie, man, I was in tears because you see that drastic change in the, in the person's life where I think sometimes in Christian movies and I know why they do it. I mean, I know why they, they, they soften, soften that, that pre-Christ a little bit, you know, there's no bad language. There's, you know, uh, you don't see any of the, of the violence or anything like that because mm -hmm. they're trying to make it acceptable and watchable by all the whole family, right. not just adults. Right? right. And, and I get that, but at the same time, I think there's a portion of, of, of something that's lost right. in, in, in the actual uh, blessing that happens when Christ opens our eyes. And I, I think that that's, I think that's, that's part of the thing that I think is lost right. in a lot of Christian movies.
Mm. So, well, that's what I really appreciate even about like the passion of the Christ, you know, obviously there's no language in the passion of the Christ, but the, the violence, the gore, the reality of what it was probably there was, like, there was Aramaic, there, there was lots of Aramaic, <laughs> but like, yeah, but you know, when they're whipping them and like ripping the flesh off his body, like it's showing that. And it's like, yeah, that's probably how it was like to me. Right. It's like, that's reality. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like, Ooh, ah, you know, Oh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Like a lot of these older Jesus films and, and don't get me wrong. I love some of these older ones. They're, they're nostalgic for me. And, um, but, but something about some reality, right? Right. We're right. not, we're not fake. We don't want to live in, in the, the Disney fairy tale world all the time. Uh, sometimes we want to see reality and sometimes reality is not very nice. It doesn't sound yeah. very nice. Now, also we need to be careful and guard our hearts and our ears and our minds from the things we watch or listens to, but, right. um, we don't want to guard them so much where it's like, Oh, we hear everybody, you know, singing in song or like, uh, you know, talking in King James. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. cause that's not reality. That's not life either. So, yeah. so what, what do you guys think about now? I don't know, Tim, if you've ever watched anything from pure flicks. I, I'm sure I have. Yes. I'm yeah. Have, have you, Chris? I'm sure there's stuff on pure flicks that I've seen, but I can't say I've gone to pure flicks to watch okay. it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I know I've seen them branded. Yeah. Yeah. Those branded so, movies. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've, I had, we, Nikki and I had a pure flick, pure flicks account for a while. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I, and I, and I loved it in the beginning. Okay. I, I loved having it in the beginning because there was so much immediately that you could go on and watch mm -hmm. and you could go on and see and stuff like that. But then you start to notice some trends that I was just kind of like, okay, what's going on here. And when you see David white, the actor mm -hmm. in every single show, every <laughs> single movie, mm -hmm. every it gets kind of like old hat. Mm -hmm. It's um, very, very hall hallmarkish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You made that comment about hallmark because that's, that's usually we watch a lot of hallmark movies and you, you see certain actors and you're like, Oh, it's probably that producer. And it's like, ah, there it is. My wife's to the point where she doesn't even turn on hallmark if I'm around. Cause she's like, you're just going to ruin it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, it's, 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 it's true though, because you know, we, uh, I, I, my mom is a huge Hallmark movie fan mm -hmm. and, and TV. And she, I mean, you go to her house and that's like what's on, especially if you go during Christmas time. Right. And so for, for me, it's like, Oh, okay. I'll sit through it because it's mom, right. you know, <laughs> out of respect for my mother. But yeah, I, I think it's just really very predictable. And, and I think the same thing happens whenever you get to, to Christian streaming services like pure flicks is you end up with, especially, and I think part of that also is this, this limited pool of Christian actors. Mm -hmm. I think there's a very limited pool of Christian actors that are willing to make that step right. into, uh, I know there's a lot, of, a lot of actors that may claim to be Christian, you know what I'm saying? But they yeah. won't necessarily step over that line. They're not going to create career suicide to step over on that line. <laughs> yeah. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, look at Kevin yeah. Sorbo. When's the last time you've seen Kevin Sorbo outside of a Christian film? Right. <laughs> exactly. Not since Hercules, pretty much. No. Yeah. Hercules and Andromeda. Yeah. And then, yeah. Right. And then that, and then he's made the flip and now he's like, well, Hollywood's like, yeah, you're too much for us now. Yeah. But there are some, there are some that interest me that actually still do get, uh, still, they still do get accepted by Hollywood in some respects because of their, 
their former acclaim was so high that they, they really couldn't be. And that was like, when you look at like John Voight, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think right. John Voight could walk into a Christian movie and nobody would say anything because of who John Voight is, right. you know? So, yeah. Well, even like, uh, so I look at the chosen Jonathan Rumi. I don't know if you guys know much about him, but he's been on like Chicago men. He's been on all these different TV programs and he comes and does the chosen and plays the part of Jesus, but then he's still going back and forth playing other things. So it, it's another, I call them rare cases, yeah. <laughs> rare yeah. cases of being able to kind of flip back and forth between both realms. Right. So. Well, what was the, what was the actor's name that played Jesus in uh, the passion of the Christ? Oh, uh, Jim, Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's been in stuff since then. Yeah. Right. You know, so, yep. But then again, that was a very high budget, Hollywood production well, in comparison. Right. <laughs> and it was attached to Mel Gibson. So, yeah. Right. I mean, so yeah, for a while it had a bad connotation with it, but I mean, I think that's kind of floated away. So a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I just think that, you know, when we look at um, movies and we look at stuff, I, like I said, pure flicks, I look at that stuff and I just, I, I get it, and I and I think that it is important for us to have that material there because it is good to have something that we can watch that is wholesome. That's right. not. Uh, I'll I'll even say I'll even go as far as saying tainted by the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. To the point sure. of being unwatchable. I mean, there's very few things that we can watch today on TV. Yeah, you know what I mean. That 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 don't try and program you. If I <laughs> to put it that way, <laughs> so. You know, it's and and sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's very direct. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do appreciate the fact that we do have pure flicks out there. I wish they could get some more actors and some more you better know, writing, um, <laughs> better writing, and yeah. some funding involved because I think that'd be a huge help. I think that'd be a huge help because, like I said, uh, David White being in every single <laughs> movie and TV show. It's like, wait, like I said. wasn't he just a slave and now he's, <laughs> now he's the king. I, I don't, I'm like putting it together here. Yeah, now he's, now he's the dad in a, yeah. in a sitcom. Right. Think, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So, you know, talking on, on the premise of, of Christian entertainment, what are your guys' thoughts on Christian music versus mm -hmm. like, is it okay? I mean, I know that Mark and I have talked about this several times on our podcast, but what's your guys' thoughts on, um, is it okay to listen to uh, quote unquote worldly music or is it not, you know, should we only listen to Christian music? What's your guys' opinion on that? Well, you also have the the music that's in between yeah. like Creed. Right. You flip back and forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, switch, sure. switch foot Creed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, I've been all over the map over the years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Different, different times. I'm like, oh man, I can't, yeah, I can't listen to this stuff. And it's like, okay, well maybe it's okay a little bit. <laughs> I guess it's probably more of my own, uh, issues with <laughs> with my uh with uh, with what i let into my mind right mm -hmm. but i mean you know yeah overall i think there's i think there's a very good case to be made about just art in, in itself being not a bad thing and right. then like you said you know is is it better to like weed out all this stuff maybe on a personal level for your own uh you know, like you said, where you're not getting tainted by different things or whatever, you know, like what are you feeding yourself, I guess, is is right. kind of a couple of different ways that I've tried to look at it over the years, whether it's like, you know, the art itself is is good or whether you need to kind of, I guess, guard yourself from. Yeah, um, I guess going down a get, getting too much uh, other stuff put in your mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Would you kind of feed yourself? Yeah, I, I, I had a hard time with this when I first became a Christian. I mean, I became a Christian or, or 
God saved me when I was 28 years old. And so I had a whole lifetime of, of, of Metallica and, <laughs> you know, and, and Led Zeppelin and uh, well, no, no, no. I was even, I mean, I was actually uh, pretty much into hardcore punk rock music Okay, and, 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 and bands that probably a lot of people don't even know about like UK subs. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like deep British underground punk rock stuff, right. Is what I listened to. Mm -hmm. And so for me, whenever I, whenever God saved me and I was like, wait a minute, I, I, a lot of this stuff I can't listen to anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and I, and I, and I felt like, man, this, this stuff, I, it needs, I need to throw it all out. And I basically did. I threw everything out that I pretty much had. And so it was hard for me for a long time when the hardest thing I could find was third day. <laughs> hey, they're you still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Right. They're good. But it was like that shift from, from, you know, from, from the sex pistols to, to <laughs> Metallica, Pantera, you know, all them guys, the third day <laughs> to, yeah, it's a Southern rock. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a little bit difficult for me at first when it came to music because of what I was listening to. And then a drastic shift to, you know, this stuff isn't good anymore. I, I can't do it. And, and so yeah, it was just, it was just really tough. Now, I mean, of course I did find a couple bands out there that I enjoyed mm -hmm. that were, that fit a little bit more that uh, the, I guess you could call it the Irish punk scene type stuff. Flogging um, Molly. No. Dang it. <laughs> no, I had to throw them out too. They were, they were out the window too. Dang it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but uh, I mean like uh, Flatfoot 56. Yep. Okay, is a, is a, oh, have you seen them in the concert? No. Oh, I, I saw them when they first started coming around. I saw them in concert. They put on a great show. Great oh, yeah. show. So, so I was able to find a few bands like that to kind of, I, I always say it's kind of like weaning yourself off of drugs, right? I was weaning myself off of that. And I mean, now I listen to more stuff like, like third day right. and, you know, and stuff like that, but. Uh -oh. you know, I'll, I'll tell you, so uh -oh. I guess one way at one direction I was headed. <laughs> someone say punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks <Right>. Mark. <laughs> He's like, now I'm, I'm here for way. it. I can hear it now. <laughs> I'm going to make you nauseous. Cause I'm going to say, I, I've always been a big country music fan. And I think it's a little bit sneakier for me because it's not as like overtly, like some of it is right. Sure. I mean, they talk, I mean, certainly they talk a lot about drinking and one night stands, that kind of stuff, but it's not necessarily the language isn't necessarily as bad. So you can kind of like justify it to yourself and like, well, this music isn't so bad, but the messaging and, and um, yeah, and all that, I mean, it's still the same idea. So um, I guess what I mean is that it seems more acceptable, but you still have to base it on its merits itself. I guess, mm -hmm. I guess what I mean is like, you know, I can feel better about myself, but that's not the way we should be viewing it. Right. It's not right. like, oh, well, it's, oh, I'm okay because I'm listening to country music, which isn't as, as vulgar as, you know, this other type of music. And I, I think that's a, a dangerous place to be is where I'm saying, yeah, personally. Yeah. Yeah. First to go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all right along with you guys of, you know, you know, I think I, I, I lean a little bit more towards Rodney because I came from the, the punk rock scene, you know, I was the, the wear the beanie and the studded bracelets and studded belts and black shirt and <laughs> jeans like that. And the chucks, you know, you got to have the chucks and, yep. um, you know, I'd go to all those punk rocks shows and like the flogging Molly shows and all these shows that, uh, you know, that's where I came from. Uh, and it was very much like you, Rodney. It was like, when I got saved, it was like, okay, it's shell shock. I've got to like, I can't listen to any of this anymore. And then it's like, but can I <laughs> like you're struggling within yourself. Um, and, and I'm to the point now, you know, I, 
I'm a, it, it all depends on the message, right? What's the message behind it for me? Um, and, and what setting am I in? I'm not going to listen to, uh, I'm not going to listen to certain music in, in a church setting because that's not the appropriate place for it. Um, you know, me personally, I think when we're in church, it should be theologically sound music that we sing. So, right. Um, right. Oh yeah. Not even getting into like, like you said, the actual church setting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you dive into the church setting and it's like, man, I'm looking at like every word, does it line up with scripture? <laughs> like does, does that theology line up? You know, I, right. I, I take issue with, you know, I love David Crowder band, but uh, you know, when they're talking about a sloppy wet kiss, you know, I'm like, uh, yeah, that's a little far for me for in a church yeah. setting. I love the music, but it's a little far for me in church. And I used to go to a church that sang it religiously every week after it came out and I'm like, ah, I can't do it. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I think it's all about, uh, the, the, the message behind it, the, the way it kind of, does it uplift you or does it bring you down? I think that has a lot to do with it as well. You know, if if I'm listening to blink 182, that's not going to lift me up and, and have me focused on Christ like third day would, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And so, I think there's a time and place for it. You know, there's some music I still listen to here and there that isn't, you know, Christian. And it's like, okay, I can listen to it and, you know, I can enjoy it as entertainment. Um, but I wouldn't right. want to sit there and listen to it religiously over and over and over again because then my my personal mindset starts to shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I have to be careful because of myself and where I came from. I could slip back into that and and lose what music is supposed to be, I guess. Here we got a, uh, from Mark again, there's a big difference between what's, <clears throat> excuse me, what's corporate worship approved and good music. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I look at, um, I think for me, whenever I look at even the, 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 the music that I listen to, right? Because when I started realizing that, okay, I do like Christian music, of course, you find yourself listening to elevation you find yourself listening to hill song you find yourself listening to and then when you realize (laughs) i love it (laughs) (laughs) when you realize um when you realize how wrong they are theologically and some of their stuff you go whoa wait a minute you know what what am i listening to here right you know what what is this you know and and then you realize okay well the whole church is is putting out some stuff that's really bad and if i'm listening to this stuff am i supporting their ministry mm. especially if i'm buying their albums and if i'm buying their you know their <sighs> singles and stuff yeah or listening to it on spotify i mean you got to remember that spotify goes by downloads right right <clears throat> so if you're downloading their stuff and they're getting that that rating they're getting that monetary stuff that comes with that. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can do that because I don't think I can support, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ministry itself. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. You know, the, the biggest, the hardest artist I had a t- hard time letting go of, and, and you guys may know him, you may not, but it was Ray Bolts. Um, I don't know if you guys know Ray Bolts or not really big back in the nineties as a Christian artist, um, ended up coming out that he was, was a homosexual. He left his wife, okay. he's left his family, left his wife, and, and is living this homosexual life now. And his music was so powerful, so theologically sound, and it's like he goes from that to that, and it's like, oh, can I support Ooh. that? Now can I continue to listen to his music, even his older stuff? And it's like, I, I you know, there's a struggle there with that because it's yeah. like, I really enjoy this music, and it's theologically sound, 
but am I supporting the lifestyle and what he's choosing to do? I mean, is that is that me eating at the same table as my brother mm. at this point, you know, or am I supposed right. to cast him out like the scripture says and turn him over to the devil so that, you know, his body may be destroyed, that his soul may be saved. Mm, and right. so, uh, you know, it's a big struggle. And I, I don't think that uh, any Christian can say it's not a struggle, right? We all right. we all come from backgrounds where we like certain music uh, and, and certain artists. And if we really look at the background of that artist, there's probably – uh, all of us have probably got an artist that we like that has a shady background now. Right. Uh, oh yeah. And so now you got to struggle with, can I support them? So, mm. right. Well, I think we have to be kind of careful with that too. Um, because if you look at when we start deciding who are we going to support and who are we not going to support, are we going to buy from this? Or are we going to buy from that? I think sometimes we can find ourselves without anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. No, totally. I mean, I mean, if I, if I go support or if I go buy groceries, what am I supporting now? Right. Exactly. Politically, Starbucks. religiously, whatever. Don't, don't yeah. drink no Charbucks because. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So I, I think that we, we have to think about uh, what is our limit on that. And, I, and I guess for me, if you're call, calling yourself a Christian, right? If you're, if you are saying I'm a representative of Christ, there's a higher standard that you have, just like for us, right? Right. There's a higher standard that we have to be theologically correct um, in our what we what we air out there. Um, and I think that that's where, like, I, I'm not going to go to the CEO of Walmart or Target and be like, I can't shop here anymore. That's cancel culture stuff to me, and yeah, I'm, I'm right. totally against that. But yeah. to me, you know, like I look at Hillsong and what they're doing and the deconstructionism that's going on in the church and be like, can I support this? when they're hurting the gospel on purpose, they're claiming to be mm, right. Christian and hurting the gospel. To me, that's where I guess me personally, I'm not saying this for anybody else, but me personally, I have to start drawing lines. Yep. Yeah. So, well, I wonder right, when Mark so was going to start. Yeah. yeah. Throwing in the we hard questions question. here. <laughs> hey, Mark, yeah. you should have just jumped on and joined us. <laughs> <laughs> so question, where does Christian Liberty play into our music preference? Because it seems that many people have a low standard for movies but then music gets the short end of the straw. Yeah. Wow. Actually, uh, that's a very good question. Yep. It's a very good question. <laughs> so I think for, for me, um, I think he's, I think he's right on, on this. I think that we have this low standard for movies that we will go watch movies left and right at the movie theater. We'll go watch movies that even have language in it that we shouldn't probably be, you know, ingesting. Right. Uh, we have um, movies with with uh, a lot of LGBTQ, you know, what I'm saying stuff in it that we shouldn't necessarily be bringing our kids, you know, in into that realm. So I think there's a lot of things that we'll will allow in movies, and then when it comes to music, we're like heretic, right? You know, immediately. Sure. So, so I I think he's right. I think yeah. he's right that there is a, a a double standard that we have. Oh yeah, because you know I'll say no to this music, even on movies and television. No, I'm not going to do this. But then I'm going to go read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> like, you right, know, right, you know what yeah. I mean. We we draw on that side of things too. You know, I, the the standards kind of fluctuate between what we want, and I think that's a battle within the flesh, right? Um, I think that that's one of those things that uh, we're going to continue to struggle with. Most of us of, hey, what's okay and what's acceptable and where are my standards at? Um, 
and yeah, I think that we do have different standards for different things right now, and we shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those yeah. things we're going to struggle with. So, yeah, I, I mean, I look at TV shows. How often do we watch TV shows that that really we shouldn't be watching that are, are actually inappropriate, mm. and then say? Well, it's just a TV show, you know, it's not reality. And we right. kind of put that, that, that on it. And like Mark said, with music, we go, oh, wait a minute. You know, this, this is putting in something I'm ingesting something I shouldn't be ingesting, but then we set it down in front of our TV show and put on all kinds of different things. Mm. The same person that, that will watch or look, say no to certain music will also say, I'm going to go watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're like, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Yeah. So. That's a a very good point. So what what type of standards should we have, Tim? Standards. (laughs) What what type of, as a Christian, right? And I know a lot of this is going to be some biblically based and some opinionated. Yeah. But what, what is the. What is the goal we should strive for as Christians? Hmm, man, yeah, the goal we could, should strive for. You know, I, I guess where I am right now, and I feel like there's a certain aspect of this that is like maturity. You know, as you as you get more mature, like you said, maybe when you first, like you guys were talking about, maybe when you first come to the faith, you're like, man, I can't have any of this stuff. You know, just I have to get rid of it all and kind of start over and maybe like build up from the ground up there. And as you kind of get more experience and you get more understanding, like I I think Mark's question kind of speaks to that a little bit about Christian liberty. You know, you get a better understanding of what that is. Maybe you have to put more protections in place early on and uh, not that you can like let your guard down necessarily. But Mm -hmm. like you said, when you have, when you have better, better ideas for what is uh, beneficial for you. And uh, I mean, that's a lot of it, right. Is, is you're talking about, um, everybody's um what's where you know where it talks about like not letting each other stumble or and things like that i think that kind of falls into that category where you're where you're saying where is it where is it a problem for for me and my in my walk mm-hmm. um is part of what i think about um now do i have hard fast rules not necessarily i mean that's you know maybe still working through that really hmm hmm Hmm. All right, Rodney, <laughs> let's hear your thoughts. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Tim's spot on. I think that, that there is a, a need for us to, as Christians, to put those guardrails up. Mm. I think we need to. Um, I'm not saying that we need to make it law as the, the Pharisees did. We got to remember the Pharisees were putting or adding to the law to put in guardrails, right? Mm-hmm. Which actually became a, basically strangling the, the, the people, you know, with law. Right. Uh, because they made stuff that wasn't necessarily biblical law or laid down by God that was laid down by them, especially when we're, we talk about the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. And this was the big example that Jesus used. They were putting up guardrails and saying, no, you can't do this. They can't do this. They started saying what is and what isn't work, right? I think we can end up doing the same thing with things like TV shows and movies and, and stuff like that, where we're putting up so many guardrails that we you know, kind of separate ourselves out of the world and we might as well become monastic, mm. you know, and become, mm. uh, and we start separating ourselves from the world so much that we, and I'm not saying that we should be like the world. Right. We shouldn't, right? We, we are, we're supposed to be in the world, but not be of it. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of, I think, I, I think I should have started there. Like bottom line, like, I don't think we have to only limit ourselves to the pure flicks films and the cr- contemporary Christian music. I think there is, I think it's, I think there's a lot more freedom than that. Yeah. But I think that's where I was, I think that's where I should have started, but then said, you know, like it really, you have to be, 
you have to be on your guard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. that looks different for each person, right? I think right. there, there's some hard, fast rules you can look at, like when Christ says to look upon a woman with lust, or as we would say, to look on a man or woman with lust it is adultery in your heart. So if there's something that's causing that in an entertainment aspect, you yeah. probably that probably should be a hard line, right? That's a great example. If if I'm going and watching, you know, triple X-rated films, pornography, there's right. that, that that's entertainment, but that should be not entertainment <laughs> on a Christian perspective, right? That's right. a hard, fast, and no. Um, but you know, I th- that is that is important to point out, though. Really, like you know, it might seem obvious, but for some people, it's not obvious. Right. <laughs> like, well, the, you, you can make an argument for anything. I so look at Game I of Thrones, right? Great point. And, and there's right. a, there's a reason why I personally don't watch Game of Thrones because there's a lot of nudity in it. You know, that's right. one of the hard reasons why I don't I, I refuse to watch Game of Thrones because to me, then that's going to be causing me to lust. Right. That's going to be causing me to sin. I'm knowingly going in going to sin. Um, right. Because we're guys and that's just what happens. Like, right. That's the way we're yeah. made. Uh, and so I, I'm not going to put myself in that type of situation, but other things, I think it's more up to, um, I, I always say this live by your convictions, right? If you're right. convicted that, uh, you can't watch anything PG 13 and above, right? Like my, my in-laws, they have a hard, fast rule that they've had for ever since my wife was born. Uh, they will not watch anything PG-13 or above. And to me, right. that's fine. Live by your convictions. And I don't want to cause you to stumble, and I'm not going to try to force you to watch anything that you don't feel comfortable. That's a that's a guard you put up, and that's fine. And I think that's where we need, as Christian brothers and sisters, we need to be a lot more understanding of each other. Like, hey, listen, Tim, you're going to answer to God, so whatever guard you put up, that you're going to have to answer for those. Yeah. And so if you let yourself go too far you have to answer for it. Or if you put so many guards up that you never see anything but pure flicks films, I mean, you're going to have to answer for that, you know, and, and yeah. answering for it is not like you're going to be judged and <laughs> you know, you're going down and I'm sending you to hell because you, you know, they said, you know, a cuss word in this show that you watch. That's not what I'm saying, but I am right. saying that for each person, um, they have to decide for themselves with their relationship with God, where they're going to be at. Um, we need to be understanding of that, that we may not always see eye to eye on that. I think there's some hard lines that we can hold each other accountable for. Like Tim, I would tell you, Hey, if you're watching game of Thrones, look, you might want to be careful. Cause that's going to cause some temptation there. Yeah. And, uh, I just fear for you brother. And that's that speaking that truth in love, speaking scripture in love. Um, and, and, and the benefit is not for me, it's for you. And I'm trying to look out for you because I love you. And I think yeah. that that's where we need to be as a Christian society towards one another. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that, I think you're, you're, you're absolutely right that there is a necessity for us to watch out for each other. Also. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for example, if I was doing something wrong and I, or I was, now the cool thing is, is where I work. I have two guys in my in my office that are both uh, hardcore reformed. Perfect. Guys. So, <laughs> one of them has a master's in theology and church history, right? Wow. So even even within our office, we have like this accountability for us three, right? right. And the other guys that are in office, we you know, of course, you know, you can't judge the world, right? Yeah, you know, because the world stands condemned already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But but for us three, we we do a pretty good job of of kind of keeping each other under, because I mean, coming from twenty years on submarines, sometimes, you know, I, I can fly loose a little bit, right? You know what I mean? And and so, but the nice thing is, is having those guys in there makes me automatically kind of pull back and say no, 
right. and having that accountability in, in the space with me. Uh, even, I mean, just working on the shipyard, you're surrounded by language mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you get the same thing at the still, oh, the yeah. still mill. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it can be, it can be hard sometimes when you're surrounded by it constantly to not let a, a word fly here and there, you know, and, but to have that accountability is awesome. Um, well, and I, I, th- I, I think it's also some personal accountability, you know, it, to me, it's easy, like you said, being around that language is easy to be able to, if we let ourselves go, just go, especially, you know, 20 years on a submarine and the fact that you weren't saved later and, you know, later in life. And, and so you have history from the past and, um, yeah. it's easy to be like, if you just don't think about it and don't consciously make that choice, it can fly right off the handle. But we have to consciously remember that we are the ambassadors for Christ, right? Christ. We That's represent right. something beyond ourselves, And if we represent and people know that we represent that we are going to be scrutinized by the world for every little detail that we do right if i laugh at a dirty joke they're going to say well jesus must be okay with that or either that or that person's not a good christian at all you know what i mean because we represent something beyond ourselves, and so i think this is where when the scripture talks about keep your conversation good among the gentile right (laughs) i think that's what it's talking about is that hey we represent something and we're being looked and judged on every little thing we do and so we have to be careful and so making that conscious choice of i need to be careful i don't want to be fake right i don't want to be the fake christian that you know isn't being real at all because that's not genuine christianity that's not that's not going to show the world genuine christianity but i also have to make a conscious choice of hey you know, maybe I don't laugh at that dirty joke because it, it represents that, you know, I'm representing something beyond me. Uh, right. And so you, I, you just got to be careful both ways with it, you know. Uh, well, I think one of the ways we can apply that to even Christian entertainment is when we look at if somebody were to look at our music selection on our mm-hmm. iPhone, mm-hmm. what kind of witness would we be? Well, they're going to see a lot of audiobook Lord of the Rings from me. <laughs> I'm a nerd, so. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's very true. And you brought up books earlier. Right. I mean, you know, what we're reading, what yeah. we're putting our, and I think, I think, and I know I'm probably going to get punched in the face by some women out there for saying this, but women are more susceptible to the, to the book side. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to, um, I know for, for men, it is of course, TV shows and and movies and stuff like that. And we always say, you know, especially these days with the easy access to pornography Mm. for women, I think it's, it's the, the, the romance novels and stuff like that. Right. And there's that pool for those kinds of things. And I mean, we have to say books are also entertainment. Right. Um, so what are we reading also? Mm. And you just brought up Lord of the Rings, you know, audio book. I mean, I know you don't read audiobooks. <laughs> but it's kind of a mixture of both worlds. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, what are we what are we reading? Right. You know, what are we putting in front of us? Um, I have a I have a love for for like war novels, mm-hmm. right? And for especially because I served twenty years on submarines, submarine novels, mm. especially the ones that are about real life stories of what happened, especially in World War II. But a lot of times in those books, because you it is a military surrounding, you get the language that goes with it. Sure. And so I had to be careful now on on what books am I reading? You know, mm. what what am I, you know, so I, I kind of had to pull back from some of those things also. And because of the fact that I am susceptible to, you know, allowing language to fly. If I, you know, if I keep in taking it, I let it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just have, I put up those walls now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, 
the the thi- I used to be a huge movie buff. Uh, I used to actually have all my DVDs cataloged by genre, by you know all, all this stuff. I had them like stickered and like a whole library. I had over six hundred DVDs, and I, I had every every DVD known to man. It didn't matter the rating or what was in it because I loved yeah. movies. And then one day God convicted me and said, uh, <laughs> "You really think you should be having all that?" And like, what if you know a person, a weaker brother, walks into the house? and sees this is it going to cause them to stumble and i had to pare down and now i've got just you know a lot of kids movies like veggie tales and stuff and i'm okay with that like it god totally changed my heart and changed my mindset on that and i put up these walls now and it's like it's you know at first i thought it was going to be horrible and you know i was like oh i don't want to get rid of this but i need to oh i don't want to get rid of this and then now it's like i don't even miss it (laughs) you know yeah it's amazing amazing. how when god convicts you it seems like it's going to be hard but Jesus said, uh, my yoke is, is easy. My burden is light. And, yeah. and in some aspects, it really is. You think it's going to be horrible and hard. And then you take up on that. You take that yoke up and it's like, oh, this isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So and you I still have them cataloged. I, I don't have them cataloged. I've gotten oh, okay. rid of so many. I could probably, because I, I used to have pages and pages and pages and i probably down to maybe a page okay <laughs> I, not much. much easier to manage yeah and now it's like a lot of stream you know small kids my my oldest is five so uh it's a lot of uh bluey on disney that's what i right. watch a lot of bluey a lot of princesses and, and we, we talked about this a little bit last week uh after the stream about oh man even disney sometimes you know what are they teaching <laughs> yeah right so oh, yeah. and it's now, true see, See, Chris, that's really good advice that you can give Tim on how to manage that. Because, of course, we adopted right. a 13-year-old, so we kind of bypassed the whole Disney phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, different issues. And he's just entering into the Disney phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's even a rough one. You know, we have to be careful. Janelle and I, my wife, uh, have to be careful on what we even allow. What's the message in these Disney movies? And we have to look at them. And, like, is it a good message or is it not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and so even in that aspect for what are we putting into our kids, right? So obviously it, it, we, it's the easy stuff. We're not going to let them watch stuff that's, you know, a bunch of violence or sexual acts or, you know, swearing or anything like that. We're not, I mean, that's easy. That's easy softball yeah. stuff for us, but it's like, right. you know, Rodney, you put it, pointed out a good thing last week, like Bambi. What is that teaching? Like, what's the message <laughs> behind that? Like, it is like, oh man, you opened yeah. up a whole new can of worms for uh, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so now I'm having well, to really go through. <laughs> so, yeah. well, I mean, I was, I was thinking about it because I mean, and I know when we were talking about it last or after the stream last week is right. a lot of people don't realize that now there was, there were some books and stuff that came out before Disney, of course, sure. but uh, the real publicizing of this giving animals a, a human characteristic really came about through Disney mm-hmm. and through Disney movies. Um, hold on a second. I'm going to shut this door real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Intermission. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, the dogs started. Personifying animals. That's right. Hey, yeah. kids, dogs, it yeah. doesn't matter. We all that's know. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how you but know it's real. Is, <laughs> but, but, you know, the thing is, is that, 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 that people really never really did a whole lot of placing human characteristics on animals until the early Disney stuff started coming out. Right. I mean, and you started talking, you started seeing those cartoons with mice and stuff, having human characteristics. Mm-hmm. And what is the first thing we talked about after the stream? 
when people go hunting, right? What? Oh, you're going to go Bambi. You're going to kill Bambi. <laughs> yes. Right. right. Um, and if you think about it and, and I know this is, I know there's going to be people that are going to probably be mad at me for this one too. I'm, I'm already getting, getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm getting a little flustered, Rodney. <laughs> but I, 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 the thing is though, is that whenever we, uh, think about what else out there in society places human characteristics on animals? Mm. And we have to look and a lot of pagan religions do, yep. you know? Um, and it's, 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 I know there's, I'm just saying it leads you down a road, you sure. know? And, and next thing you know, you end up with, with, um, I'll, I'll just go as far as say eco-terrorist telling you that, you know, that you can't have pet dogs. <laughs> did, you know what I mean, did he just say eco-terrorist? <laughs> I, I love it. He's like, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That that's part of that submarine life. I'm just yeah. telling you. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, you know, I had really never even broached that topic in my mind and really until you brought it up and it was like, Oh, that's a, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it, it does. It brings it, And it's one of those things that this is why we have to be careful in what we take in. Right. Because sometimes there's hidden messages that start to change the course of our thoughts. Right. Mm. Like before, yeah. before Disney, people would hunt all the time and never think twice about it. But yeah, now it's it, it's just like you said, you know. Now it's oh, you're gonna go kill Bambi. What? About, oh, you're gonna go kill Thumper? You know? And yeah. it's like, oh, well, no, I'm gonna go and kill something to eat. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, it's called filling the freezer. Yeah, where, where, where <laughs> do you think that meat that mystery meat from McDonald's comes from? You know, it's got to come from somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. but you're right. It's great that it, like you can have the conversation still though, and say, why is this? Why do you think right. this isn't problem? Because, like you said, yeah, maybe it's. You know, like an unintended consequence. Maybe it was an intentional, a, an intentional. Uh, I guess I, I'm not going to go as far as I'm not going to go. I don't as far think it was intentional, say, but yeah, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it was, sure. but but you can have that conversation. It was like, what what do you think the animal? You know, had like why do you think that their value is right. the same as a person? You know, like sure. I mean, you can have that conversation. I think it's well, and even not with, to shy away from that. Even with your kids, is a good t uh, teaching opportunity, right? Yeah, like I mean, you know, like, this is how it's you know depicted, but. This is what animals are really for, and this is what God says animals are for, right? Yeah, I mean, so, right. Yeah, like you said, you don't have to like shut things down. I mean, you can right. you can have that. Like, we all have to think about why that matters. So sure. Yeah. It can well, be it can be a good thing. It helps with those uh, problem solving skills, right? You got to start thinking about how do I solve this problem so that I can continue to watch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here here you go. This, this we're good is at from that. your this is from your partner. <laughs> Bambi tastes good though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I tell you what, there's nothing Have you better. Tried it? There's nothing better than a cold day, and you're out. And you, you drink it. Just finished a cup of coffee, and you're like, "Man, I want something salty." And you're like, mm, "Venison sticks." <laughs> it's like, don't knock yeah. it till you try it. Yeah, sorry, you guys just lost a bunch of viewers now because right, they're right. like, "You murderers." <laughs> well, and I, I'm just looking at it from the from the from the perspective of 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 paganism, right? Yeah. And raising things up in creation that are are not supposed to be raised to the level that they are. Right. I think is where I look at it. Uh, when you look at the order of creation, I mean, man was given, you know, dominion over these things. And mm -hmm. I think that when sometimes we have this tendency to put them on our level when they don't, when they're not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think that we have to remember that we are created in the image of God and the animals aren't created in the image of God. Yeah. And, and they were created for man. Right. And I think that sometimes we have this tendency to, to over, you know, emphasize where we shouldn't. Right. And I think that's what, that's my, my real point. 
Yeah. But I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. But, but, ba- uh, but Bambi so, still tastes good. Yes. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> now I do, I do, I do get a little weirded out by giving vegetables human characters. <laughs> now listen here. <laughs> All right. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. It's a whole new world. <laughs> Because uh, now I eat salsa, and I'm like, poor Bob. He had such yeah, a wonderful right. life. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys seen the meme of, you know, the, the VeggieTales meme where it had, like, I think it had, like, you know, the 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 salsa or something. And, mm-hmm. the, yeah, it had, like, VeggieTales. It had them as the vegetables, and then it showed them as, as like, chopped up. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, I, I will say this. I will say that, and I'll ask you this. Did they not uh, say that they would never represent Jesus, correct, as a, as a vegetable? Uh, that was one of the that was they made. Well, the, so that was under Phil Vischer, right? But we know in uh, 19, I believe, 99, Phil Vischer and uh, Mike Nowak, or Nowaraki, or however the heck you say his last name, they ended up after the, the Jonah flop, right? That movie, <laughs> The Jonah, they, it kind of flopped more than they thought. It, they had to sell the business, so... We're, we're into a whole new realm where they don't have the creative say over a lot of things. They still go in and they voice a lot of the characters. They still help with some of the writing, but they don't have the ultimate say anymore. So, I mean, I know that they've come out with some new TV shows and they are definitely not the same quality yeah. as what right. they once were as far as writing goes. So, um, But I know like looking at uh, the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, they kind of portrayed a, a God figure. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that movie or not. No, but I haven't seen that one. They did like, uh, like the bad guy was supposed to represent like Satan. They were tr- trying to predict. Mm-hmm. G- uh, per- oh, let me think about this. They were trying to promote the thought that Jesus and Satan were like brothers. That I think oh. that's that comes. From, does that doesn't that come from like the LDS or something like that? Uh, I'm trying to remember which. They're angels. Yeah, yeah I think one, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yes. on the same level. Right, and so that you know they're, they're brothers and they're they're vying for God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I have a I have a, a button for this one. If you can't tell this is heresy, it's because <laughs> something's like wrong with your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very true. But and so like that right there, I, they you know they kind of. By the way, by the way, just let me cite that. That's Mike Winger. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of lost me. VeggieTales kind of lost me after that a little bit because it's like all right here like what's going on you guys are promoting some weird stuff um and that's why i i try to make a, a hard fast jonah was the last good movie <laughs> where, where there was uh, creative control so yeah yeah i just i just i just i think that for me you know what, what some of the stuff that i've heard from the later you know uh veggie tales i think i've really kind of lost interest the early stuff i know my wife has all the early stuff mm-hmm. in collections and because we now have grandkids um i think she's kind of wanting to push that to that direction mm-hmm. uh because there is a lot of really bad stuff out there for kids too yeah. that, that just you you watch it and you go what is this you know uh i know there's been a lot of pushes for uh, the integration of LGBTQ stuff in children's cartoons, uh, degendering of cartoon characters yeah. and stuff like that. I'm just like, what, what is going on? You know, yeah. the, 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 the society is doing this to little kids. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for, for us, it is, it would be even better if we could find more Christian entertainment for children, uh, especially, you know, learning stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, since they ruined um, Sesame street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah 
Where's the electric company? When <laughs> right, right. Reading Rainbow. What happened? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that there's there's for for kids more more specifically, um, I think there's a bigger and greater need for yeah. good Christian, solid Christian, you know, uh, educational entertainment. So. Right. Well, it's it's funny because even even my kids right now, you know, we listen to a lot of Adventures and Odyssey in our household. Like we're we're mm-hmm. big Adventures and Odyssey fans, um, and just some of the Bible lessons that my kids can quote just from listening to that. It's like okay, you know, I can see that this is pretty wholesome, and and they're pretty conservative, so you know they're very careful in what they put out there. Um, but you have to be careful because sometimes they switch like veggie tales, you know, they just, they, they started yeah. off good and with good intentions and then things happen. And now they've kind of flipped and they're, they're very strange, very strange yeah. indeed. <laughs> so, so what is out there right now for kids that, that is except more acceptable? Cause I, I, I know I don't really know. So as far as from a Christian home standpoint or just in general for a Christian home standpoint, <sighs> you know, there's not, a whole lot that I can think of. I know there's a, there's a show called Superbook um, yeah. that my yeah. kids my kids Book. love watching Superbook, which is um, it, it's it's Bible stories. It's it's these kids that have mm-hmm. adventures, and then there's this machine called Superbook that takes them back and puts them in the in the biblical scenes and and stories. Mm. Um, and it's very much like uh, almost like reading the beginner's Bible. I don't know if you guys right. are okay. familiar with that, but you know they're very basic stories. Um, I wouldn't say they're you know going and 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 doing the whole show by like a hundred percent scripture following the scriptural line, uh, but it's pretty wholesome. You know, my I, lo- I allow my kids to watch that. My kids still watch the older Veggie Tales. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still okay with that. Um, and we listen, we watch and listen to a lot of the adventures in Odyssey. So for, for me personally, that's kind of like the base of where my kids watch good Christian wholesome stuff. Now, again, we watch Disney. So we watch some of the, um, some of the new, you know, the new shows like, uh, Bluey. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the show Bluey Rodney, probably not you, but Tim, you might've, you bet. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really, I thoroughly enjoy that because of how much it promotes the family, right? The family is always playing together. They're always living life together. Um, the parents are always trying to help the kids explore their imagination as far as playing goes, right? And they're, they're, they play along with them. Like I think of this uh, one episode, it's called Tickle Crabs. And it, uh, the dad is playing with these the two girls. They're all dogs, by the way. They're all healers. Um, but... Um, so he's playing with them and you know, he's playing, he acts like he goes to the beach and they, he comes back from the beach and he accidentally brings his two kids who are tickle crabs. They go around and they chase them around and try to tickle them. And that's like the whole premise of that episode. And it's right. like, okay, that that's pretty wholesome family entertainment that I can get behind. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, shows like that, I'm okay with, I love the movie. We, we, you know, that just came out the new Disney movie Encanto. Uh, very, very much promotes the that families sometimes have problems, but you can work it out and work together as a right. family. And so I'm, I'm all, I'm all supportive of that. Anything that promotes family life together, I, I'm pretty much behind. <laughs> so, okay. Th- okay, Tim, what about Thanks. you? Don't forget to turn your mute. You're muted. Oh, <laughs> he's like, well, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that time I knew it. Sometimes I just talk to the mute button. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that I. I mean, I really don't have anything to add right now. I mean, you know, watch Coco Melon, but that's not necessarily the same thing, you know. <laughs> like like right now, we're still doing like onesie twosie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, understanding that Tim and his wife are both engineers, um, 
they're they're both you know they both graduated from Rolls Holman Institute of Technology. Yeah, yeah, great, good guys, right? Good good people, <laughs> and their their daughter is probably, probably <laughs> you're probably teaching your daughter how to do long division by now. So sure. <laughs> yeah, we watch a lot of we do a lot of uh, shoot. What's the math one? <laughs> this man's name is Albert Einstein. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of uh, number munchers around here. You guys remember that? You, little Rodney. Oh yeah, know, but. Yep. So yeah. yeah, yeah, we do a lot of the floor is lava as the floor. Is lava. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, the floor is lava! Quick, get up! <laughs> That's yeah, what we do. Right. Steel worker, engineer. <laughs> yeah, but you know when you talk about media, I guess right now, like like I said, we're it's it's really like sporadic on what we watch, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know tons of little kids books i mean that's that's where we're at right now just yeah. like oh man what do all these little books say like you said you know rodney makes a joke about like oh this is the or you make the joke about oh this is the engineers like they make those little books or whatever yeah. you know about <laughs> engineers but they also make a lot of books like you said i mean all these different you know cultural lifestyles things like that i mean it's just all things like okay we're probably not going to read this book you know because we don't want to necessarily instill that right before they can even understand anything right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of where we are, I guess, with with what little kids' books we read. Little Einsteins. <laughs> right, yeah, it's just all little Einsteins. That's what that whole bookshelf is back there. <laughs> well, that's good. It's you know, hey, it's better than mine. Mine's you know hooked on pahonics, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had the hooked on phonics growing up. <laughs> no, it's pahonics, man. Don't Believe don't you not, know? My brother that? was not not hooked. <laughs> not uh. <laughs> Shots fired. <Christ. laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> oh man, they really should not give me a sound pad. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Hit the mute button on that thing. I like it. <laughs> That's right. So. But I, you know, I I just think you know because we have grandkids, and I know my wife's you know trying to find things to keep in the house for when the kid when the kids are over and stuff mm. like that because. I mean, Roman is now uh, three going on four and you have Alea who is almost one. So yeah, getting that, getting that place where, you know, what, what, you know, what can I have in the house to keep here and stuff like that is, is important. Just as important also as, as it is for Tim with your two. Yeah. Uh, one sure. and almost one. Right. <laughs> how many, how yes. many minutes until. That's uh, right. Yeah. We're doing, yeah, that's right. We're down to hours. <laughs> Uh, yeah but yeah i mean that i mean that's it like just what you keep around i mean you're right yeah. like i mean that's easy to to make sure that you got the right stuff or you know yeah i know my reading entertainment for me now has been like uh all theology books matter of fact i am that meme yeah, i am go, too right? <laughs> so just read that to yeah. your kids they'll be fine I, i'm I, yeah. i'm currently reading uh jason sobel's uh mysteries of the messiah so, nice. mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're going through, oh, yeah, this this Hebrew word equals this number, which also is the same number that equals this word. So you tie these together and this is what the Jewish people think. And it's like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. right? It'd be like reading, you know, uh, a little Dr. Seuss for for Tim. But, you know, for me, right? it's, it's like yeah. reading something very complicated. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, Tim's I, like it's for, green for, eggs and ham, man. What's wrong? <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, I'm like I'm becoming a theology a theology book addict, and mm. so hi, my name is Rodney. I'm yeah. a theology you know theology book addict. Hi, Rodney. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, it's been two days since I. For it's been for two days. It's been two days since you've last bought your book, right? Your last theology book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, yeah, when it comes to Christian entertainment and for us, I know as adults, we have a little bit more, um, ability to judge what's correct. I know for kids, they don't. Right. So sometimes it's, it's our responsibility to make sure we're putting the right thing in front of them. I, I also think for us, if we have to put up those guardrails because we are susceptible to sin, just like you said, it's it's just like drinking mm-hmm. or like, um, or smoking cigars, right? If you, if, if, if it's something that can cause you to sin, then don't do it. Right. Um, I think that if 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 we're going to put up guardrails elsewhere in our lives with music, why are we not doing it for movies and TV? Right. Yep, exactly. So I think we need to make sure that we're we're careful what we watch, but we also do have freedom in Christ as long as we can make sure that we're not going too far, right? So right. I think we can agree with that. Well, we gotta <laughs> look at you know, for ourselves, we're not going too far and then also, we have to look out for the weaker brother as well. We have to remember yeah, to yeah. keep that in our, you know, if if you there's a brother who struggles with drinking, obviously you're not going to crack open a beer around him. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, yeah. so you, you have to, yes, there's freedom, but yes, you have to also be careful because we're called to love other people too. So. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's, it's a lot more complicated than what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the bottom line, you know, like we can't just make everything so black and white. Right. Like, you know, say as Christians, we can't, like just kind of bringing it back around to the beginning of what we were talking about. Like, how do you decide what is acceptable for, for these movies? Like, like we talked about, we're too critical on some of these movies just based on the fact that like, it's saying it's a Christian movie. I mean, we need to be discerning, but that's different than just putting everything in categories and saying, well, this, this category is safe. This category is not safe. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. The blanket statements. You gotta, yes, we gotta back off the blanket statements. Yeah. I think that's the, (laughs) That's a big, big one for me. There, there are yeah. some blanket statements, and then there's a lot of not. There's a lot of gray area. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, when you talk about music, you know, is it okay to listen to uh, Leonard Skinner? Uh, is it okay to listen to the Misfits? Probably not. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Ramones. Uh, the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I think for for music, uh, it, it's it's very interesting to watch people who who are Christians who do listen to some hardcore stuff and you do have a tendency to see a lot more cursing. You do see a lot more, you know what I'm saying? So there again, it's watching out for the weaker brother. Right. I think, and, and saying, Hey man, do you notice that this, Right. you know, and, and I think it's, I think we have to be careful and we have to be loving in our approach also whenever we do approach our brothers with, with correction. Yeah. You guys are absolutely, I mean, I think you guys are absolutely I totally agree with what you're saying there. And I think that's what you're saying though. You can also have people that appreciate that stuff who are mature enough that it doesn't affect their, right. You know, like you said, it's the whole spirit. It's the, the, the spirit of the thing, you know, it's the heart right. of the thing. That's and, what you're really looking at. And sometimes there's some good alternatives. I know, you know, our yeah. worship pastor, uh, Brandon Soche, we had him on in the early days of RTC on our podcast. Um, he's a, a metal head, right? He loves metal. And so when, when he really transitioned, uh, I say transition like he's transitioning genders. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> when, when he moved from, isn't that terrible? How those words have been hijacked. It's like, I can't even no, use the word I transition. Know, I know. It's like, wait a second. Let me let me quantify that a little bit. No, right. Uh, but you know, going to to listen from worldly music to Christian music. So there, there's a good 
set of Christian metal music out there, right? That has very theologically sound words, but it still has the feel for, for people that like and enjoy that type of music. Right. And so for him, you know, man, he's his most worshipful times he says is when he's listening to Christian metal bands. And I'm like, Hey, yeah. and he's very much like, like we are of, Hey, it has to be theologically sound and it's doctrine or what they're singing uh, right. before I'm going to listen to it. And then he's also our worship pastor and he knows, Hey, that I would never bring that to church mm. ever. That's right. not the setting for corporate worship. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. And so I yeah, think no there's skillet for corporate worship. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna go with that. <laughs> uh, so you know, I think there's also that aspect that you know, just because uh, you're deciding, you're putting up that guard for that, doesn't mean there's not there is not a good alternative. Sometimes you got to look for that good alternative, but there might be a good alternative for it too. So, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you that, that what I'm listening to in my car is not necessarily good for corporate worship. Right. I mean, Flatfoot 56, I don't think we're going to do Flatfoot 56 for corporate worship. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we're going to do Skillet for corporate worship. I don't right. think we're going to do, uh, you name it. Um, I'll go with even some of the, there's even some Screamo bands out there that are consider themselves Christian, right? Becoming uh, the archetype. <laughs> yes. So that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, Interesting story about them. They actually played a wedding reception for a friend of ours here in, in Virginia Beach. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a that's a pretty big wedding re- reception <laughs> to have them, you know, as the boy. Actually, no. It was inter- it was really funny. Um uh, they loved that band, so they sent them an email and saying, "Hey, we're just going to, you know, take a shot in the dark. Would you guys be willing to play our, you know, wedding reception?" Mhm. And it just so happened that it lined up with them passing through this area on tour. Wow. And they were like, sure, let's do it. You know, <laughs> we haven't played a wedding in many years. <laughs> and that was in a Wesleyan church. I'm just wow. <laughs> wow. The church I got married in, it's like, you couldn't even have drums in the music. <laughs> Fundamentalist. Yes. Very fundy, but that's all right. Yeah. It, it was free. <laughs> so. No. Yeah, I just think it's. I just think that <clears throat> there are some good alternatives out there. Uh, mm-hmm. People just need to find them. And I think you know what. Matter of fact, I'll put some down in the down in the the description down below this after we get done of some of the the bands that are out there that people listen to. Um, I know that, fixed. Yeah, I mean essentially. But now, I, of course, there are probably going to be people who say, "No, that one's bad. That one's bad," or you know whatever. Um, I'm not going to say. I'm talking about this is not what I'm talking about for corporate worship. I'm talking about what you're listening to in your car and stuff like that. Right. Not an all-inclusive no. list. <laughs> no, no, it's not Get black and w- it's not black and white. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's on paper, but not black and white. <laughs> Rodney says these are the only ones you can listen to. Yeah, <laughs> these are the only Rodney approved. <laughs> so, unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> no, it's only unsportsmanlike if we talk about First Timothy. Okay, <laughs> Second Timothy signed up, but First Timothy's still here. <laughs> All right, guys. A drink, man. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so I think we've pretty much covered. Is there any last thoughts for anybody that listens to this? Nah, I put mine out there already. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good, Rodney. <laughs> You're pretty really good. I'm it. pretty Thanks. good. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for having me yeah, on. A lot of great things. Hey, yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you for joining us this morning for yeah. coffee for the Coffee Club on Saturday morning and. Make sure if you have not done so, make sure you go check out Real Talk Christian Podcast on YouTube or pretty much, I think, every pl- Everywhere. podcast platform out there. Everywhere, yeah. Even a website, yep. you can just go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com and that takes you to everything. So. Yep. <laughs>
Perfect. Yep. So go check them out. Go subscribe. Give them the uh, the trifecta of YouTube. That is the subscribe, the the follow, or actually, no, that's just for this video. I'm just saying. <laughs> the duo, right? Right, Subscribe sure. and click the notification bell so you know when they put out new material. For us, if you have not done so yet, make sure you like, subscribe, and click that bell. That would be the YouTube trifecta. And if you have not done so, you can also go check us out on all the podcast platforms as well. It's pretty cool that you have anything that you can. Uh, RSS feed grabbers are out there. Go check them out. So I think that's pretty much all we got, guys. Um, awesome. yep. We yeah. love you all. And God bless. God bless. <laughs> Oops. <laughs>